0: Hey, Pod Squad, welcome back to the second episode of How Did I Miss This? With yours truly, me, Megan. Today, we're gonna be going over my thoughts for the Goonies. I have never seen it, and almost everybody I know talks about how it's a classic. And my personal opinion is it's cute. I mean, I could see how it's definitely a classic. You know, I think there's a lot of things that carry through in a in a solid movie that this this movie definitely has. But just for some background on the Goonies, I saw Steven Spielberg's name and automatically thought directed by him. No, it was directed by Richard Donner. And the story was by Steven Spielberg, which is kind of cool that like... This is his story, and he didn't necessarily direct it. I'm sure he was definitely there for most of the directing. Like, ooh, can we do that? Like, I'm sure he had his input, but the movie came out in 1985, and I think it definitely holds true to that 80s vibe. (laughs) Like, the style, the way that, like, these kids just go on their bikes everywhere. I feel like every 80s movie with kids in it, They're always on a bike. Like, bikes were the means for transportation. The way that, like, our teens today need cars, these kids had their bikes. So, it was definitely an 80s vibe. We've got some of my favorite actors in this movie. Sean Astin is in it as Mikey. First of all, guys, I love Sean Astin with all my heart. There was a con that I met him and all the other four hobbits, or the three hobbits, because there's four hobbits, but I met all of the hobbits at this con Sean Aston was one of them, and he is America's gem. Like I love him so much. He's the nicest human being, and I mean, like we definitely hit it off as best friends because he asked me like what I was like what I was into, and I was like musicals, duh. He was like, you know, we need to be in Hamilton together, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> and we proceeded to sing Hamilton together for a hot thirty seconds, and it was the most memorable 30 seconds of my life. So shout out to Sean Astin because he's amazing. And he was amazing in this film too. Even as a kid, tugged on some heartstrings. He's amazing. We also have Josh Brolin. He looks the same in this movie as he does as a grown ass man now. So he plays the character, Brad, who is Sean Aston's older brother. And I'm looking at this kid and I'm like, why do I know him? And it did not hit me until like, damn near the end of the movie and i was like that's thanos (laughs) like i was so floored and taken back that it didn't click sooner but whatever (laughs) but i love josh berlin uh he's awesome in this movie he's awesome in everything else that he does so it was really exciting to see him as a young teenager in this movie we also have jeff cohen as chunk guys I'll probably talk a lot about how much I love Chunk in this movie as much as I did in the live reaction. Chunk is me and I am Chunk. We are the same human being. I just love him so much. And Jeff Cohen did an amazing job. Not that I know of, at least. I don't know if I've ever seen Jeff Cohen in anything else but this movie. And I'm not sure if it's him. One of them's a lawyer now, and one of them is Ki-Hui Kwan's Lawyer, and I think that's just a really cool thing. We also have Corey Feldman as Mouth. And at first, when they said this kid's name, Mouth, I was just like, okay, clearly this is a nickname. And 30 seconds into saying his name, you clearly understand why. This kid has a mouth, like, does not stop. And it's hilarious in so many ways. That I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, his performance was fantastic. Then we got my boy, Ki-Hyu Kwan, as Data. I love the name Data. I don't know why. Wait, pause. We're going to talk about, first of all, how amazing ki Hu Kwan is and how he is the comeback of like the most recent comebacks ever. I love his story. I love him. I love his movies. Like even him as... Um, uh, Oh, in Indiana Jones. You guys know who I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Short Round. I think it's Short Round. I just watched this the other day. How am I forgetting? Anyway, he's fantastic as a little kid actor. But to see him come back in Everything Everywhere All at Once. First of all, if you guys haven't seen that movie, please go watch it. It's so good. It's a lot of movie and it may require two, maybe three watches, but it's worth it. Go watch it. But... Ki-Hoo in this movie is so cute and sassy and I loved it it was it was so cool just to watch him do his thing again as a kid you know I thoroughly enjoyed his performance those are the main man goonies if you will then we've got two lady goonies um, we had Carrie Green as Andy <sighs> I'm just gonna say probably an unpopular opinion she annoyed the shit out of me the entire movie the amount of times that I thought shut up (laughs) in my head like she just was that character to me that was just like way too whiny like way too whiny for me I was just like oh my god girl like but like she's adorable in the movie like she's so adorable but way too whiny for me (laughs) so sorry Carrie so sorry then we have Martha Plimpton as Steph this girl also (laughs) I don't know what it is maybe it's the time that all of these movies were made it was like the goal to make female characters like super whiny and annoying back then which obviously that has changed in recent (laughs) years for sure I thought she was like random at times but like She wasn't as annoying as the character Andy for me, but still really fun, you know, to watch. So we've got like a great cast, right? Like we've we have this great cast together. We've got the band of kids, and they are fighting for their houses, which I did not know. Again, I went into this movie knowing absolutely nothing except for that famous line, "Hey, you guys," and I was just like, "Cool. I know some random dude says this, but like." I don't know who I don't know when I don't know why come to find out though they say hey you guys like so many times so I had to like go back into my like previous thoughts and be like no it's more like a grunty funny like hey you guys right but like Data says it Mikey says it chunks like everybody says hey you guys in this movie so I was like Wait, is this like, am I, am I lost? But no, there is the famous, hey, you guys. And it's said by the character Sloth. I have a lot of questions about the character Sloth. I guess I was just like, is it because this is like a kid's movie? And I'm using air quotes for those who aren't like watching. Because to me, like parts of this was definitely kids movie, but parts of it, I was like, this is not just for kids. You know what I mean? And I don't know if it's because it was the 80s. I had a lot of like confusion As to some things in this movie. And Sloth was one of them. I will say, he was adorable. He's an adorable character. You grow to love him on so many different levels. He's really fun. Don't get me wrong. I just, I wonder, like, what the thought process was like. Ooh, let's have this really... uh, I don't know if deformed is the proper term to use here. But I am at a loss of words to think of i mean like it was just like wildly deformed face and i'm just like what was the choice of that there is a band of bad guys that we start the movie off with they're breaking out of they're breaking their brother slash son out of jail it's a mom and a son and they're breaking their brother out of jail and they get away they're up to no good and there's the whole story pretty much starts off with like this family right and we come to find out that this mom has her two sons, one of them who's like really plays into their Italian background. I'm guessing that they're Italian, only based off of this character. You know, hold on. I have to look this look up the name of this character because I forgot. Where is it? The character Jake, who is played by Robert Davy, who was like funny, but like he was like singing like Italian opera and like all of his lines were definitely like repeated. In Italian, And he had this Italian way back. But like the mom, Mama Fratelli, played by Anne Ramsey, who is like super fun to watch, but she didn't bring the heavy Italian feel to it. And neither did his brother, who is played by Joe Pantolino. Pantolino? I'm going to let's just say Pantolino. Who was Francis Fratelli, right? So we have the three of them who start off this movie in a car chase. We follow them to their like hideout place and you know we get there but then we find out that there's this third brother uh sloth who they chain to the wall in this downstairs basement and the mom eventually later was like oh I dropped you twice and I'm like so because you dropped him twice he's got like an eye on the top of his forehead and another eye on his like upper cheekbone and I feel like it was so drastic of a choice to make Sloth look the way that he did, right? Okay, so I jumped forward ahead. Sorry, guys. It's what I do. But backtracking as we start the movie off with this car chase, then we meet the Goonies, right? The, The kids. And apparently there's this guy who's coming in to like, tear down all their houses and the kids are super sad about it because they're just like "Eh, now we all have to move and it's like yeah that's sad when you're a kid that age you know and you have this like tight-knit group and you just want to be with them forever and so i get the you know the sadness and the sad feeling at the beginning they go upstairs and they come across uh mikey's dad stuff and they come across this map for one-eyed Willy, which i'm pretty sure we could have created a better name for a pirate (laughs) than One-Eyed Willie. But it's a classic. I'm here for it. Whatever. So we got One-Eyed Willie's treasure map and Mikey, who is a super adventurous kid, clearly, who also has asthma. They really hit you over the head with the asthma thing. (laughs) Um, Not that it's not a serious thing. I just feel like we saw his inhaler every five minutes to the point where I thought that at some point, on this big treasure hunt that he was going to lose his asthma uh inhaler or that something was going to happen with the inhaler because they really do show it a lot and nothing happened so i was like okay we just really wanted the audience to remember that he has asthma (laughs) and he uses his inhaler i think the only gag that worked was at some point he kissed the character andy by mistake and i mean like afterwards i'm pretty sure he pumped the inhaler which is a funny joke to some but I think that's the only time I really needed to see it after they established he had asthma in the beginning otherwise the fact that they just show him hitting his inhaler every 10 minutes I'm like okay (laughs) like sure but yeah so we've got this band of kids and they're going on this treasure hunt which even in my real-time reaction videos I said the movie opens with skeletons and I'm like oh, is this a pirate movie? So when they found that treasure map, I was like, oh, okay, we're definitely going to be hitting this pirate theme. And I was here for it. It was cool. So the kids are going on this whole thing. And here is what I love. First of all, I love that the kids' language in this movie, they say shit, they curse, you know, like, it's so great. I don't know. I just, I enjoy when they show the reality that kids who are like 12 will curse that's how it is you guys we start young it's fine I love the language and I love how they play like they play with each other and their weaknesses and their strengths so like chunk again my favorite he is a clumsy guy so one of my favorite scenes is when um Mikey Sean Astin's character is holding this map and he wants to get it and he's trying to figure out because it's like in this um picture frame so he's trying to look at it and figure out how to get it out And it hits him like, oh, let me call my clumsy friend Chunk over. And so he's like, Chunk, come over here. And, he, you know, Chunk's holding the thing. And he's like, why do you want me to hold this? And and then you hear Sean Assen very quietly go three, two, one. And then Chunk drops it like on cue. (laughs) And it was so it was fun because I'm just like, ah, you're that friend, Chunk. All right. (laughs) They can always count on you to like fuck some shit up. It was really adorable. So they go on this treasure hunt, they're on this bike rides, you know, they're going to this, I don't know, this like, oh, the restaurant, they go to this abandoned restaurant, because it's like below the restaurant is where like the tunnels will go to the treasure and all this stuff. And the Fratelli family is hiding out in this restaurant, right? So there's where characters collide, right? And it was super fun to watch. But yeah, so we've arrived at the restaurant and (laughs) this is where Chunk started growing on me like so much. He is the logical friend who's like, why are we going into this abandoned place where clearly some bad guys are? We're all going to die. And I'm just like, Chunk, you are me and I am you (laughs) Like, because I'm that person. I will sit there and be that friend who's like, why are we going into this dark alley? Clearly one of us is gonna die. And then to even further like support his argument, he opens up the door where the Fratelli's car is from the earlier car chase that has bullet holes in the back. And he's looking at the car and he's like, Oh, there's one one bullet hole, two Bullet hole, bullet hole, and then like hits him and he just, like, Bullet holes are in this car. And he runs to tell his friends and they're just like, Shut up, chunk. And I'm like, No, listen to your friend. Like he's trying to save you guys and help you guys. Which flash forward, he definitely saved the day. Hashtag fo live. These kids are now like going into this restaurant. Mama Fertelli is obviously there. She like closes the door behind them. She's like, What are you doing here? Oh, you're hungry? Okay. Come on in, and then they offer the kids water, right? Which, the color of that water, I get that this was like an abandoned place, but like it was like the color of rose wine. (laughs) And I mean, nobody drank it. I don't think anybody did, but like, they're all looking at it like, what? (laughs) What is this water that you just gave us? Like, no, thanks, ma'am. No. Oh, and then one thing that i forgot to mention was my love for the fact that mouth is like fluent in spanish and at the beginning of the movie we see, we see him like giving a tour of mikey's house because Ma- his mikey's mom needed to show their new cleaning lady um around the house and she only spoke spanish so as the typical funny character would do it he translates everything completely wrong. And he's like, the heroin goes in the first drawer, the cocaine goes in the second drawer. And I'm just like, yeah, that's how we do it, man. Like it was so good. And even she was just like, oh my God, I entered a house of crazy people. Like senora, you did. You walked into the wrong one. But it was really funny. So You know, that definitely goes, it translates through the whole movie, which I appreciated because the map has Spanish writing on it. So Mouth is like translating throughout the whole movie. Like, okay, what does this say? What does this say? What does this say? And they kind of like work their way through, which was like a really cool follow through. It wasn't just like a one and done kind of joke. Like it was a useful trait for this character to have. And I appreciate that always. Then we go and move forward and we meet Sloth, who's chained to the wall. So we meet Sloth. We see this, that he's like this big, scare, supposed to be scary, like, guy. And then the kids make their way down this fireplace, fireplace hole, I guess, which starts them on their tunnel journey to the treasure. Everybody goes, except for Chunk. <laughs> Chunk gets screwed and is lost. Accidentally locked into a walk in freezer with a dead body. And the amount of times that Chunk and this dead body touch face to face is disturbing. (laughs) I just don't think anybody ever needs to touch a dead body that many times. It was just, I felt so bad for Chunk. So everyone else is kind of like escaping, and then Chunk breaks out of the freezer and they're just like Chunk will call the cops we're in some shit like you're you're our only hope so Chunk manages to escape he makes it to the highway and then he stops his car and he's just like I know where the Fratelli's are and my friends are there and you gotta come help us and, ah. and then the light goes on and it's the really Italian Fratelli brother so they capture Chunk and they bring him back to the restaurant where they begin to interrogate him and this by far is my favorite running gag of the middle part of this movie the three fratelli so it's the mom and the two brothers sloth is still chained up but we've got the three of them threatening to, like, chop Chunk's hands up in a blender. And they're like, you better tell us where your friends are. And he's like, I'll tell you. They went looking for this treasure because they have a map. And they went down the fireplace. And they're going through these tunnels. And they're just like, you're lying. Tell me the truth. And he's like, I am telling you the truth. And they're just like, you better start spilling it. You better start spilling it now. And he's like, okay. And this kid (laughs) literally goes back to, like, his kindergarten childhood days and starts confessing everything in his life and it is gold i lived for this comedy moment so much it was just it was so good because then the way it was so brilliant the way they did it they start his confession and we're like three confessions in and then we cut to another scene of the gang going through the tunnels and doing their thing and then we cut back to chunk who's still confessing and he's like my uncle did so-and-so and and it was like so embarrassing or like I pushed my sister down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog (laughs) and they're just listening to this kid go on and on then they cut back to the group again who's like still doing their traveling thing they come across some skeletons and he's freaking out as the whiny girl does in these movies It was just like great because of the cut back and then chunk is still going still going and it was just it was so good i loved that whole sequence so much and even like when they believe him because there's like a doubloon that chunk had that was a part of the initial like map scavenger hunt thing uh it was like a piece of doubloon that had something to do with the map or whatever And it fell out of Chunk's uh, pocket. The Fratelli saw it. They picked it up and they're like, oh, my God, this is real. He's telling the truth. And he pops under them with a bucket of ice cream. Just like, yeah, guys, I told you it was true. Ha ha. But did you believe me? No, no, you didn't believe me. And I'm just like, yo, Chunk is he's the real deal. (laughs) I just I loved him so much. So then we're back with the group. They're going through the tunnels. Lots of drama happens. You know, we've got some Pipes that they're trying to make noise on. And they're cutting to like some scenes of how like the pipes are connected to like a, a, what's name, a water fountain. Right. And it's like doing this funny thing. And then we, you know, cut to them crossing this really dangerous like bridge. And then the Fratellis, believing Chunk, go down and follow the kids. Right. But do they bring Chunk? No. They tied up Chunk and put him in the room with Sloth, his new best friend forever. And I will just say this right now before I forget it <laughs> and and then I'll be mad at myself for not mentioning it. This movie is low-key a friendship bonding movie for Sloth and Chunk. Like... I want to see that movie. I want to see Chunk and Sloth in their adventure together. What that was like. I, I want to see that movie. Because <laughs> when we get to the end of the movie, like Sloth and Chunk seem to have this absolute fondness and respect and love for each other. That to me, that's what made the movie. I don't care about anything else. What I took away from this movie is that true beautiful friendship between sloth and chunk and then they also show up at the end of the movie with pirate hats like really good conditioned pirate hats and i'm like wait where did you guys get those like i want to see their movie steven spielberg if you ever come across this write that movie i want that movie we needed it like 20 years ago but do it now i would still watch it (laughs) it was just it was so great their friendship makes me so happy I said this in the the live reaction the sequences that follow of the Fratelli family following the kids is so Home Alone I can't even explain it (laughs) like and I'm pretty sure this came out well before Home Alone so maybe Home Alone has Goonies vibes but either way like Data is the original Kevin McAllister, in my opinion. This kid has all these gadgets in his jacket, which I'm convinced just keep growing as the movie's going. (laughs) Like, I feel like his chest is, like, normal-looking one moment and then just, like, puffed out with gadgets and shit the next. So it's just, like, it's so fun to watch. But he's, like, putting oil on the bridge, and then when the Fratelli boys cross... You know, there's classic bandits from, uh, I just said it, Home Alone, where they're like falling and they're hitting their nuts and they're just like, oh my God. And then the second guy comes along like, oh, I can do it. And it's like, no, you can't. And then he you know, so it was very Home Alone vibes for me. Oh, they also gave me Hocus Pocus vibes. Like when you've got Mama Fratelli and her two boys following her, right? They're walking down this path. They're giving me that vibe when the sisters in Hocus Pocus were like, walking together and they're like the. that's what it felt like to me it felt like Winifred and her two sisters walking after these kids it was so weird to see the bulk of this movie when it came to the actual journey and getting to the treasure I kind of just got not bored but I just got very over it maybe I was just like okay can we get to the treasure I get it we've got booby trap after booby trap which okay the ongoing joke of booby traps like the word booby trap was also great for me I loved it <laughs> I love that every time Sean Asson said booby trap I couldn't register what he actually said but clearly he didn't say it and everyone around him was like booby trap he's like that's what I said booby trap and then when Data said it I mean, he said it with like a little accent. He was like, booby on the booby trap, but it's just like booby. He's like, that's what I said, booby trap. And I'm just like, he said it, you know, but it was, you know, there was that gag and that was fun, but I just kind of felt like I just wanted them to get to the treasure already. Like, I was just like, oh, now we're playing this giant piano with a Game of Thrones looking chair to lower this wall to get through to the other side. Like, I was just like, oh God okay like uh. I guess like in the 80s this is what the movies were supposed to do I enjoyed the movie but definitely I was like uh, like halfway through oh then there's this character oh what was his name I have to look this one up too Troy played by Steve Anton Troy's a dick and that's one thing I think also these 80 movies have so he Troy is this like I'm assuming like all-star American, like, jock, popular dickhead. Nowadays, you kind of see it in a bullying sense. It's so much more drastic in 80s movies, I feel, because, like, this guy held on to Mikey's older brother, Brad, played by Josh Berlin, And he's holding on to his hand and dragging him on his bike in his car. This guy, Troy, is driving his car, holding on to Brad and driving proceeding to let him go and then he goes over a cliff and i'm like that's not bullying that's murder (laughs) like you didn't just try to humiliate and like annoy this guy you just tried to murder him you sir troy are a murderer and he was so gross trying to like look up the girl's skirt or like down her shirt or whatever it was and he was just gross I didn't think that there was a need for him to be honest he didn't like post a threat to like the love interest between Andy and Brad he was just not necessary and I thought he was really gross and stupid I didn't like him I can see why it's a classic, especially with the actors that were in this movie. I can 100% see why it's a classic. I think I enjoyed the characters, like, individually. I just think that the adventure as a whole was very extra. It was almost, like, too much adventure in, like, the weirdest ways, you know? Like, I, I don't know. But to wrap up, because I don't think I mentioned this yet, like, it turns out that The Fratelli family pretty much gets tied up by Chunk and Sloth when they make in their heroic entrance and save the fucking day because they're amazing friends. I still want to see that movie. You know, the Fratelli family gets like tied up and whatever. And then I'm pretty sure it's Andy because of course it would be her. She sets off this like, I don't know, this final booby trap where the ship is going to like, I don't know. In my mind, I thought the ship was going to sink and like concave in itself. You know what I mean? Like the cave around them was just going to come down on the ship. Oh, there's a stick of dynamite, which also confused me. There's this whole part of the movie where they come across this dead guy and they're like, "Ooh, he's got candles. And one stick clearly says dynamite. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is a handful of dynamite that these kids just picked up, right? When they finally go to use it, Most of them are candles and there's the one stick of dynamite. So I was so like ready for each kid to light up these candles and then explode, but they were real candles. So I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure one was dynamite. One of them was, and they use the dynamite to like blow a hole, creating this exit out of the cave, except there's this big rock that like comes down and blocks their exit as movies do. They get sloth to like lift up the rock as long as he can and everyone escapes and chunk is like wait sloth i love you no don't go i love you he's like sloth loves chunk and i'm like yes i felt that moment (laughs) i really felt that moment so they escape Then the Fratelli family and Sloth are just, like, there, and I thought, like, oh, that's the end of them. They're all just dead now. I'm going to assume they died. Wrong. The kids make it out safe, and the cops are there, and they bring in their families, and there's an all-happy reunion. And then the Fratelli family comes walking out of nowhere. They survived. Sloth survived, and the cops are, like, going for all of them, and Chunk like the true BFF he is was like get your hands off Sloth he's not the bad guy they're the bad guys and then he beautifully looks at Sloth and he's like you're gonna live with me like forever and Sloth is so happy about it and I'm just like yes true friendship I'm here for this (sighs) it was just so good there were a lot of little moments I really enjoyed in this movie I think it was a lot of movie for me I didn't know what to expect I don't know I had a whole day to, like, let the movie sink in because I wasn't, like, bored. I just asked myself why internally a lot I feel in this movie. But, hey, it was the 80s. What can you say? There was a thing. They made it. They had an idea. And it became a classic for a lot of people. I just don't know if it's a classic for me. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I was just all over and explaining this movie. My apologies, you guys. I'm still trying to get like the flow of speaking my thoughts, which are always jumbled in general. So (laughs) my apologies. If you listen to me, you're like, Megan, you're everywhere. The answer is I know. I know I'm everywhere. (laughs) I'm trying to like hone into my thoughts. Maybe I'll just start like writing down my bullet point outline for this part. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm everywhere today. I still have not come up with a rating system yet. I'm still trying to work it out. If anyone has any suggestions, feel free to like reach out to me and let me know <laughs> how I should rate these movies. So far we're doing a thumbs up thing. I believe I gave Jaws two thumbs up, which has been my highest rating so far. <laughs> I'm gonna give Goonies one thumbs up. Sorry guys, for those who like Die Hard, love it. I liked it. I just thought it was a little <sighs> dull for me maybe. I would recommend it for people who are like, oh, I heard The Goonies is like this classic movie. I would tell people to watch it. It's fun. Just go in with like a silly, low key mind, and I think it will definitely be for you. So, thanks for always stopping by, Pod Squad. I really enjoy this time with you, and keep subscribing and downloading, doing that thing with my podcast. <laughs> That was weird. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.